0: Welcome to Therapy with Millennials, a podcast where we take our late night talks, aka our own therapy sessions, and put them on record for you to hear. We take a looser definition of therapy, so if you need to seek professional
1: help, please do so. Our main goal is that in sharing our stories, you will relieve some of your tension, and you will relate to us, so join us on this journey. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find us and join this listenership, and it helps us know how to get better, so please stop back to us. Hello and welcome to Therapy with Millennials. I'm one of your host, Malia, and it's actually just Malia, guys. Last week you had Brittany on here with uh, some of her BFS talking about friendship, the value of friendship, what friendship means to her, and what it meant to her guests. She had Irene, who you met in our Enneatype series. We had Lauren, who we also had in our Enneatype series. And we had Krista, who was a new guest for us, and we hope to have maybe in the future. We'll see on other podcasts. So for my episode this week, I asked my friend Vashti if she would come back. She was in our Enneatype series last summer. She was really awesome. And I wanted you guys to get to hear a little bit more about her and you'll get to hear a little bit more dirt about me. So Vashti, how are you?
0: I'm great, guys. What's up? Good to be back. Missed you guys.
1: We promised you we would have you back and so here we go. Look at that.
0: they kept their promise. I do what I can. True friendship.
1: All right so to start there might be a lot of laughter in this podcast guys so you're just gonna have to bear with us. Also we have a dog a little god doggy so
0: hear me occasionally just yelling stop or you know get back over here. That's, that's probably me yelling at my dog.
1: <laughs> so my first question for you is do you remember how we met and if not Do you remember when we were officially friends, in your mind?
0: I remember when we started becoming a lot closer. I do remember the first time I, like, was introduced to you. I don't think you knew. I think we knew of each other. Mm -hmm. We had a class together Mm -hmm. when we were at Faulkner. And I remember because it was, I think it was either West, I think it was American Cult. It was, like, my senior year, and we finally had a class together. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I know her, but we never talk. Uh And then... I graduated and then the summer that I came back to work, that's when I started hanging yep. out with you because of our other friends at Faulkner, Tatiana and Daniel. They kind of introduced us and then we were just chilling and hanging out all the time.
1: Yep. Shady summer. Yeah. That's what I remember, the shady summer where we were oh, complaining yeah. about summer classes.
0: We complained about so much.
1: It was like free therapy, guys. I
0: complained about why I hadn't been
1: proposed to yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that 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 happened
1: a lot yes and me and daniel possibly encouraging said behavior i mean i'm not saying that we did i'm just saying we probably did and then we had bets on like when her now husband was gonna propose oh yeah and i lost I daniel lost he
0: didn't propose so to give you guys uh some clarity behind mm-hmm. this my husband did not propose until our four-year dating anniversary or like right before it. So like two or three months before what would have been our four-year dating. Anniversary. So what she was talking about when we first started hanging out, when we started like really becoming close was right before our three-year dating anniversary. And they all got my hopes up saying that <laughs> he was going to propose because he was going to take me on, on a really nice date for our three-year date. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's really sweet i kid you not guys they had gotten my hopes up so much <laughs> that i came back to them the next week and they're sitting there like looking all over me for a ring like maybe he hit it in her hair <laughs> <laughs> oh it was that was a time
1: that was a time <laughs> our vibes me and daniel's vibes were off that <laughs> summer it's really sad okay but may the record show that's wasn't that around the time that he was, like, talking to all the family? Yeah, the whole
0: family knew that he had already, like, started planning.
1: Okay, so we were completely was, off. Yeah, because
0: he was in the process of starting a new job that year.
1: Okay, okay And okay.
0: with the raise that came with that job, he was, like, talking about buying, like, all this cool new gaming stuff. And thank God for my brother-in-law for putting the idea in his head. He's like, no, you need to buy Vashti your ring. And he goes, oh, yeah, I can afford that now, can't I? Uh-huh. And so there was no lo- no longer an excuse, so that that's what, I think he was just waiting on the new job to go through, and then he started planning. So that Christmas, like, the whole family had knew that he had a ring, and I'm sitting there, like, moping all Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh? <laughs> because his sister had just gotten proposed to, and I'm just sitting here like, I'm the only odd one out in the family now. hmm So it was really, that was a really awkward year for me and the family, like, just mm-hmm. moping around the whole time.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: So, yeah. But- Fogmer is definitely when all of that convo started with like you and Daniel and Tatiana, and mm-hmm. we were always in the computer lab. <laughs> we were always
1: in the computer lab. I will even if I if I never give money to that rest of that school, I will always, always give your money head- the to computer the computer lab. lab. The computer lab will always <laughs> so, get my money. So
0: many things happened for us in that. Computer yep. Lab.
1: You asked me to be your uh, bridesmaid in, in the computer, computer lab. lab. <laughs> <laughs> so much happened in that computer lab.
0: You introduced me to Brittany. I can
1: introduce you to Brittany in the computer lab. A lot happened in the computer lab. Oh,
0: yeah. Lots of friendships were made in that computer lab, So,
1: for me, okay, so I think I liked you sooner than you liked me. Or at least I wasn't sure what we were until you asked me to be in your wedding. Because that's when I remember thinking, oh, this is, like, legit.
0: Oh, yeah. This is, like, real and stuff. When you become my friend, you're in it for life. Just know that, like hey, if you don't piss me off yeah, or, yeah. like, get under my skin in any – I mean, even people who got under – and I just – for frame of reference, once again, guys, even people that got under my skin were still in my wedding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it had to be, like, a real act of wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to like. In maybe, which case, the bridesmaid party was about to hunt you down.
0: Where, you know, guys, just FYI, that did almost happen <laughs> <laughs> that weekend. Malia went on, like, full, like, protective rant mode like anybody that said the wrong thing to me you know how many times britney had to keep malia in line oh my gosh
1: god bless britney she kept malia out of jail that weekend because i was about to, i was about to say some words i wouldn't have, i wasn't exactly about to throw hands yet there was only one person that made me almost throw hands but there there was but there was a couple people that were, were like listen i understand that this is like important and you're like having emotions and ish but i need you to get yourself together because it's not about you
0: Gosh! Every time she says that, I think of the scene from The Incredibles where yes! you know, it's like pulling us together.
1: together! <laughs> yes, I was having those kind of. I was totally having end of mode vibes. Right. I was like, "Listen, I understand this. This is important to you. You're feeling things. Get over <laughs> it, because this is not your wedding."
0: <laughs> I remember like we started talking a lot that summer.
1: Yes, when we were did. at the
0: computer camp. I think I remember you telling me a story that you didn't. You thought I would have been like all snot nosed and like brag. yes. I first found out who I was because my dad worked at the university Mm -hmm. and she was like oh well that's his daughter so she must be a brat or something yes and like I guess she started talking to me and she's like
1: she's really down to earth what (laughs) yep that's very true that's I so her dad works fairly high in our at our university and then when I realized and finally connected because you, you didn't advertise that you were no, I didn't his want daughter. People, I
0: didn't want people to know. So
1: when I finally connected, that you two went together. Because I was kind of fascinated by you from afar. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to slide into, not her DMs. So I'm going to slide in there and try to be friends with her. And then I realized who your dad was. And I was like, oh, crap. She's probably a brat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is, this is not going to work out. And then I met you that summer again, like officially. And I was like, okay, she's cool. <laughs> She's normal. (laughs) All right.
0: Glad I broke that stereotype.
1: Yes, you did. You definitely broke it. All right. My next question for you is what is your role in our friendship?
0: The breath of fresh air for you, I feel. Yes. I feel like when, at least this is how I perceive it from my point of view, is that whenever we hang out, I feel like you're able to like vent a lot. And yes. say stuff to me that you wouldn't necessarily be venting to all of your other friends.
1: I can I can see that. It's
0: because I don't talk to people guys. I don't have a whole lot of friends. <coughs> <laughs> she tells me things because she knows I have nobody to tell them
1: to. <laughs> Genuinely, I I think something that's interesting different from like how you look. You look very unopposing. I feel very it's because safe. because
0: sure in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that where it is. But you seem visually very unopposing, but you have a, a very strong personality. And Aww. so I feel very safe Aww. to, like, be angry with you. And I don't get angry with a lot of people. And, like, to say things the wrong way with you.
0: I say things the wrong way all the time. What I've learned with the various amount of people that have in and out of my life since I've started college is, one, you can't please everybody. And I think that that's what I used to try to do a lot at the beginning. Like when I first started college, I was like, okay, this is a fresh start from high school. Mm -hmm. I really want to give people a good impression of me. And then I realized, I'm like, I'm just making myself miserable. Just Mm -hmm. be myself. And whoever I piss off, I guess I piss off. And whoever Mm -hmm. wants to be, you know, chill with me, then they're chill with me. And I've kind of had to like, like mold my way of thinking. I'm like, not everybody is going to agree with me. But that does not mean that we cannot still have a relationship. Mm. friendship wise or other we don't have to agree on everything we can still chill like respect people's opinion even if they suck you know like yep. that kind of thing yes. But yes like it doesn't change anything about like who the person is and i think that's what one thing that i've really tried hard to do you've got to find a good piece about everybody even if they do piss you off find something good about them and like use that
1: mm. to
0: build a stronger
1: relationship so i definitely agree with what you? do you think your role is for me i think i'm your straight shooter and your bodyguard. I'm your straight yes, shooter you and your are. bodyguard. You totally are <laughs> Because I ain't taking no no undercover crap and no obvious crap from nobody. And I think you know that. And so I think that there's a part of you that's like, Okay, I I'm feeling frustrated with someone, I'm gonna tell Malia about it. and then I go like fuck on on you yeah. and I'm like, is this like a situation? Does someone need to disappear? Yeah. And then suddenly it like oh, I guess yeah. it calms you down a little bit.
0: And I feel like you're a breath of fresh air for me too. You're definitely that one friend where I'm like, no matter who is pissing me off, I can just straight up just tell you whatever it is. And, you know, if Malia feels like she needs to go ham on somebody, then she will. (laughs) And then me and Brittany are in the background, like, holding her shirt back. Like, no! Don't Uh,
1: commit a murder! (laughs) You're too pretty for prison. You won't last! You won't last! (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes, very true.
0: I think we're each other's breath of fresh air. Yes. Like whenever, like, everybody else in our lives has, like, finally got on our nerves, I'm like, okay, I need my dose of, like, Malia.
1: Mm. Okay. Have we ever fought, though? I don't think so. I don't think we've ever fought. And it's not from a place of, and I think that there is such a thing as healthy disagreement. We've talked about that on the podcast.
0: We've talked about that, like, just between us. There are things that we don't necessarily agree, agree on all on. the time, but I don't think that it's ever caused arguments between us.
1: Bringing that up makes me think that maybe healthy disagreement can not turn into arguments. I think people think that healthy disagreement is like, oh, we we argue every once in a while, and that Mm -hmm. makes the relationship healthy. Arguing all the time doesn't necessarily make the relationship healthy, but respecting boundaries. Yes,
0: and I think it's the amount of communication that you keep up with. Like, okay, let's say I do have an argument with somebody over something I may not agree with. Humans, I feel like, in general, are just naturally defensive creatures, no matter Mm -hmm. how you look at it. Nobody ever wants to be feel, like, slighted mm-hmm. or that their opinion is invalid, so that generally makes us defensive when somebody feels like they're attacking you for your opinion. I think when it comes to, like, healthy arguments, mm-hmm. I guess, it's, it's really a matter of, like, how you resolve it afterwards, I guess. For instance, when me and Nick argue about stuff we don't agree on, we don't just sit there and let it fester. Oh, whatever, like, you agree with that, or you believe that, but I don't believe that, and we're going to start, like, you should believe it this way. We never really go that far with it. We just try to understand it from each other's perspectives and try to, like, okay, why do they think this? And mm. that kind of thing. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people still need to work on in society mm. in general. Because I feel like that's what's causing a lot of this tension.
1: Butting heads. Yes. And intentionally butting heads. Yes. That's the part that I don't get.
0: It's because people want to feel like their are valid.
1: I Which isn't necessarily
0: you. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think some people know how to go about it the right way.
1: So what is your favorite quality about yourself? And then I'm gonna tell them <laughs> my favorite quality about myself about you. That
0: doesn't make me kind of narcissistic if I answer that question. Don't
1: <laughs> I you? mean if you want, you can do also do your favorite quality about me, but I want to hear your favorite quality th- about yourself first.
0: Uh I don't even know, man.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like,
0: how do you even answer that? Like favorite quality about myself? I don't know. I I think I'm funny. Nick doesn't think I'm funny. That's where it comes from. Like every You're time
1: unintentionally I, funny.
0: That's what Nick says, and I don't get it. Like, I'll be sitting there like making these bomb jokes and like <laughs> laughing all the time. He'd be like, that was a nice try. That was a nice try. <laughs> and then like there was something I said to him the other day. We were cooking dinner together, and he had this plastic soy sauce bottle, and it hit me in the elbow, and I'm like, ow! a glass bottle and i kid you not he took the bottle and just dropped it on the counter to prove that it wasn't glass like, from height and it, did, it just bounced off the counter he's just sitting there like wow i really like made myself look like an idiot and then he just died laughing saying
1: how funny i was so I'm like, exactly i
0: wasn't even trying to be funny that time
1: <laughs> yep like when we when you me and daniel got together recently and we were just like, literally, my head was hurting, my throat was hurting, my chest and my stomach were hurting. Because we had laughed we and talked for two hours. Oh, yeah. No, three hours. We
0: were sitting in the car for that long. Like, yeah. We the... had dinner before. Yeah, that, we had dinner too. before that. So we were like, oh, basically. We were together almost before... together for like five hours. For five hours. We for... couldn't get loud and crazy in the restaurant. So we ended up having to go leave and get ice cream and sit in the car. Yeah. Because, like, we go had can't. to get
1: away from the pub. I think my favorite quality about you is that. You are all the good qualities of what a princess should be. I think people hear the the term princess and they think, oh, pampered, spoiled, always gets what they want. Oh, like what you
0: originally thought I was. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs)
1: We're we're talking about your good qualities. Hush. Let me compliment you and make it better. You're the strong warrior princess. You really do care about to keep the metaphor in the metaphor like the citizens, the people that are in your life that you really care about. And you really will go like 100% for those people. That's just really rare to see someone care that much about everyone. Like usually it's like a center group of people that you care about. And then they only care for those people. I think you genuinely care for everyone in your in your life.
0: I think I do. I mean, even people that have like slighted me, There are some people that were, like, you know, we were super close in, like, middle school and high school and stuff, and then college started, and stuff had happened between us, but, I mean, like, if that person called me up out of the blue saying they needed help, I mean, I would still drop what I'm doing and be like, all right, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. you need kind of deal. I don't want to put myself up on a pedestal kind of thing, but it's, it's a whole... Mentally, I had to, like, do a whole lot of reforming the way I think and the way I approach people because I'm like, listen, if I knew, know that I was in a bind and I called up one of my friends, I know that I would want them to try to help me out with whatever I was needing. I mean, unless I truly don't have time for something or, like, I'm not in, you know, not available, but Mm -hmm. as long as I'm available, I'm going to make myself available for my friends when they need me. A lot of that came from Nick, because I've seen that with Nick and his own friends. And I realized, I'm like, you know what? People aren't in your life forever, so you've got to make a lasting impact. I'm going to be there for you. It sounds cheesy, I know, but it's true.
1: What do you receive from me as your friend?
0: I feel like you're super reliable. Cool. If I was for real in a bind, like, you are definitely one of the first people. Like, for instance, like, I told Nick the other day, since summer break has started, I'm like, yeah, I really just feel like I just want a trip. Like, just a girls' trip with somebody. And he's like, well, who are you going to ask up? I'm like, well, definitely Malia. You know, he mentioned that during the school year and stuff, we don't hang out a whole lot face-to-face. But I'm like, I know that if I call you up and we just randomly see each other after not seeing each other for a while, we mm-hmm. act like that time in between has never happened. Yes. And that is something about you that I don't necessarily have with everybody else. Mm. I know with some of my other friends, and you know, work and life gets in the way. It's not anybody's fault. It's just you see people when you can. It's Mm. just how people react to that time apart that Mm -hmm. sets people apart from each other.
1: Whether you have to start back with where you started, or you have to basically create a new friendship from that point. Yeah, and
0: it's just like with you, I've never had to do that. Like, we literally just pick up with where we left off. Yeah. Yeah and with some of my other friends you know it's it's not a bad kind of different but it is different Mm -hmm. it's like okay you know like we have we feel like this need to just catch up on everything that Mm -hmm. we haven't seen each other like for months or something and just be like what's been going on in your life what happened here like what Mm -hmm. did y'all do here and you know how have y'all been doing here and that's not like don't get me wrong guys like that's not a bad thing but I do feel like that is something that sets you apart from my other friends and it's like I said earlier, like, that's what makes you part of that breath of fresh air for me. Cool. Because it's, like, you are very, like, reliable. Like, you are definitely, like, number one in my phone book. Like, hey, if I'm in a ditch and my family ain't answering the phone, <laughs> I'm calling Malia. Nice. Like, for there's a reason she said she feels like my bodyguard. <laughs> like. Nice. Like, if my house is on fire, like, something happens and my family ain't answering the phone, next person, who am I calling? Malia.
1: <laughs> nice. Very cool. That is so cool. What do you need from your best friends that you don't need from your just fun friends? Do you know what I mean when I say that?
0: Like the people you hang out with just to be like, this was fun, this was cool. You know, like we're just chilling to have a drink kind of friend yes. versus like the actual like close friends. Yeah. Like that sense, like I just told you, like how I feel like I can vent to you about mm. anything, even if it's about Nick. And I'm like, if Nick and I are having issues about something, like you are definitely one of the few people that I feel like I can vent to about that. Where I don't feel like that way with a lot of my other friends. Because at the
1: end of the day, I'm going to send you back to your husband.
0: Yeah. Or she'll go beat the crap out of him and then send me back. Yes. Or beat the crap out of me and then send me back. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) And that's, like, another thing, too. Like, guys, y'all, when you have a friend that's super reliable and threatens to kick your butt if you're being a legit butt, then that is somebody that you need to keep in your life. Like, do not get offended when people are real with you. Because, like... I want to know if I'm the problem in another one of my relationships, especially in my marriage. Like, hey, I don't want to be causing the issue. Malia, for sure, is definitely one person where I feel like she'll tell me if I'm the issue. (laughs) And, you know, I'll be a little like, meh about it at first, but then I'll be like, yeah, I guess you're right. I gotta go fix my marriage.
1: (laughs) What is the best advice a friend has ever given you?
0: See, I don't remember, like, things word for word. That's fine. I remember, like, things in the moment. My wedding weekend, when you threatened to, like, kill one of my other bridesmaids. (laughs) And I realized, I'm like, you know, you realize who your real friends are, y'all, when you're about to get married? Uh... And you have, like, other bridesmaids that are, like, threatening to beat up other bridesmaids because they ain't doing their job. (laughs) (laughs) Those kind of things. It's kind of hard. I've gotten all kinds of advice throughout my life.
1: It can also be, like, advice about having or being a good friend. Just your best advice about friends in general.
0: I will say, like, and I don't know if, like, somebody specific gave me this advice or if I just, you know, saw it in passing. I did learn, you know, and it sounds cliche to say, y'all, but do not judge a book by its cover kind Mm. of deal. A lot Of the people that I have in my life, like, if you look at my friend group, y'all, and, like, the select people in my life that are close to me, and Nick will be the first to say this, he'll tell you that you do realize that none of your friends are alike, right? Like, you're (laughs) definitely not friends with, like, the same person, and I'm like, that's cool, because you can't expect people to be the same, and I'm not going to expect any of my friends to be anything other than themselves just to fit my mold of what a friend should be kind of thing. It sounds cliche to say, but I would definitely say the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing. That's a good little nugget of wisdom right there, y'all.
1: Next question. What are your deal breakers for new and old friends? One
0: thing I've learned lately, definitely within the last two years for sure, is that I treat my friends the way I want them to treat me in the long run. So like, Mm. hey, if I pull out all the stops for like, let's say figure we out on the topic of weddings why not get back to back <laughs> you know let's say like hey i pull out a ton of stops at your wedding or something i would expect the same mm. to be done for me like i just it's just a matter of like i want to know that the effort i put into a friendship will be reciprocated or mm. could be reciprocated mm-hmm. and guys you know it, it's not a matter of like you have to drop everything you're doing for me at every single moment like when i ask for it i know people have to live life life gets in the way of a lot of things trust me i know that but i mean once again it depends on the severity of something i think weddings are a pretty big deal and we're only
1: doing this once
0: yeah and i I, mentioned that uh, you better be doing it once (laughs) yeah like and
1: i mentioned that to her (laughs) going back to like our our deal breaker i mentioned that to you before you got married i was like make sure
0: gave me a ton of marriage advice and we talked a lot about it before Mm -hmm. i finally got married
1: and and not just from the standpoint of hammering nick which i totally did hammer me (laughs) i asked him a bunch of questions unless i'm like listen i will go back to prison back to prison
0: bodyguards so
1: please don't try for back to prison
0: wait a minute do we have to have a whole Push. other interview? listen
1: we, we don't even need to talk about it what you don't know is for your own good <laughs> but i was like listen nick i don't want to have to go back to prison so just do the right thing if you don't actually love her this is your time to walk away and not have to get murdered possibly so i'm just saying and he's he stuck it out guys and i was But also to you, I was like, listen, you're feeling all those butterflies and all this stuff. But like, this is for better or for worse in sickness and in health. He's in health right now. He might not always be in health.
0: Just had an ingrown toenail, y'all. And I don't do feet, okay? I'm not a feet person. So let me tell you, that one was a struggle. (laughs) Because he came back, put all bandaged up, and then he needed help. And I'm like, ew, feet, gross, ew, feet.
1: Yeah, when my dad had a foot thing recently and my mom was like, you
0: have to come home now.
1: And I was like, okay, fine.
0: Uh-uh, feet ain't for me. I worked at a physical therapy clinic for three years, y'all. People came in with some foot issues and I realized that wasn't for me. <laughs> I don't do feet. But guess what? I did it because I'm married to sickness and hell. An
1: oh my God. Better or for worse? <laughs> y'all, I really don't like feet. Okay. <laughs> That's honestly really cool for me, though makes me feel really good I had those conversations with both you and Nick before you got married and after you got married not because of anyone's fault just life is busy but like me and Nick never have really hung out Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: I know that he is a good guy because of the way that you are like I can I can tell that he treats you well and it's because you're like genuinely happy he
0: does he really does I try to think I treat him well too when he was sick and I had to go get him applesauce, I went and bought him, like, Pokemon cards while I was at it. Care package. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> They're in that Pokemon card phase right now, y'all. Oh,
1: <laughs> So much money. But can you think of a deal breaker that you have maybe for, like, new friends? Do you have any deal breakers for new friends?
0: I haven't made a whole lot of, like, new new friends lately. Except maybe, like, one who I told you I was hanging out with tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I found out that she and I have been hanging out a lot more lately, which I enjoy. And I feel like she's more of like, like I said, you're my breath of fresh air, but mm. like in general, I feel like she's that for me, but only with like work people. Like if I have mm-hmm. to vent about any type of work related issue, she's definitely one of my go to's mm-hmm. because like, you've worked it, you're in that environment with me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like that with her. Deal breaker wise, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, just put the effort in. Like, if I start trying to actively make a relationship with somebody, a friendship, mm-hmm. like a platonic, like, hey, I want to be really good friends with you. I feel like, you know, you're really cool and I want to hang out with you. If I put effort into hanging out and planning stuff, I don't want to be the only one doing that all the time. I don't, I don't mind having to be the planner. I know everybody is like that. Not everybody mm-hmm. has that planner kind of mind. I'm a teacher, y'all, so that's probably where it comes from. If you, I just want to, like, see an active effort to, like, reach out and just stay in contact with me kind of deal. Like, stay in communication. Now, I'm not talking about just the generic liking a post on Facebook every now and again. You know, actively text me and, like, see what's going on in my life kind of deal. Because I know for a fact that if I start, you know, actively trying to be friends with people, I'm checking in on my people every once in a while, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if they take me off. Tell so, them, um, just be like, hey, what's going on? All right, you get All right, I'm going to head out. That's the kind of deal, like, you know, just make sure I'm still alive. Does that make sense as, like, a deal breaker kind yeah, of deal? Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. Genuinely invested.
0: So much better wording. Oh, my God, I could have just said that
1: <laughs> No worries. I got you back. How does God make our relationship stronger? Does he?
0: I definitely think so. You know, we're both Christians. We both go to church. And I feel like if just the other day, we were talking about when we were in the car with Daniel venting about, you know, who, it was a general like, you know, we told each other multiple times that night. And even he had said it when we were together. It was just like, you know, just pray on it. And when I was having issues at school with some of the kids, I remember I would vent to you about that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I remember general advice from you was just push through it. But we never stopped telling each other that when we were having issues to pray about it. And I definitely think that that is something that has made each of us stronger, especially when we, how we advise each other, because we never forget that at the center of everything like God is. And I definitely feel like that, that makes friendship stronger. And that's probably why
1: we never argue. (laughs) Because we pray all the time. (laughs) I know when my relationships are struggling, I'm like, I haven't prayed about this person in a while. Guys, it's hard to be like salty and bitter, and then have, and then no, 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 but then have to pray for that person. Oh, girl, because I, I will pay some jaded prayers, y'all. I'll be
0: like, yeah, all right, help them
1: out. Yeah, fire and brimstone kind of prayers, and it's like to truly pray a good prayer for someone. You know, if you want to smite them, exactly. (laughs) If if it's in your will (laughs) for them to get knocked by that car (laughs) in our close vicinity, like may your will be done. (laughs) like genuinely when when i'm really frustrated with someone and i'm not feeling very gracious towards them Mm -hmm. typically i can't pray for them very well
0: well yeah i mean that's a natural and i think that's one of the hardest things that the bible tells its followers to do it's you know the lord says pray for your enemies and i'm like that's Mm -hmm. probably one of the hardest things Mm -hmm. he tells his children to do and it's just like how do you even do that Mm. because nothing I say about them in my heart would be genuine if I'm angry about it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so that's definitely one of the hardest things that I've dealt with it's super easy to pray for your friends yeah I I can I completely understand where you're coming from with that how I deal with it I honestly don't know because I don't think I've actually overcome that one yet so maybe that's another topic for another podcast at another time I know
1: right Last question. Please advise the podcast listeners. What are three things they should look for in their next best friend? Genuine
0: interest. If it does not seem genuine, if, seem, if they seem like they're just putting on a mask, or if they seem like they're only putting an effort to just get to want to know you to like achieve something out of it, and then once they get what they want, they're out kind of thing. Don't be afraid to just back out. Mm-hmm. like hey you know what you seem kind of shady i ain't about this like i'm mm-hmm. out genuine interest they really want to get to know you your personality what you're into like if they show a genuine interest about what you are generally interested in i think that that's definitely something for me especially lately now because i've dealt with so much crap between me and some people within the last couple of years yeah i'm definitely looking for that now and it doesn't have to be like they like everything I like, but they're showing an active effort to want to hang out and it be about multiple different things that we're all interested in across. Reliability, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, if I take active time and effort out to help my friends out with something, I want to know that they're going to do the same if I'm in a bind. The third one's kind of hard. I guess, and I don't know if this sounds cliche, Christian mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody moral who's, code. yeah, like a moral code. Like, if somebody's not dependent and praying to God about, their life then it's not maybe it's not something that you as a christian need to get involved in or maybe Mm -hmm. you can to see if you can get them onto that right path but you know you got to make sure the end game for your friendship is you know like god is the center of all of your relationships Mm. and i know they say that a lot about marriage in general but i feel like if i don't put god at the center of all of my friendships it's the same it's it's going to be the same How, how does that even work you know
1: i had someone ask me that question a similar question recently they asked me, do I have friends that are non-Christian? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me, do I have best friends that are non-Christian? And I very sheepishly had to say no. And they asked me, like, what's the difference? And I said, well, here's the thing. If I behave badly in front of someone, you're going to tell me as a non-Christian, Malia, you behave badly. But just, like, because I embarrassed you. yeah, That's not enough for me to want to <laughs> behave right. I'm sorry. It's just not.
0: Well, they have to want the best for you, too. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, that's a moral code that's trying to get me on the on the right path. But if you, as, as a Christian, are coming to me and you're saying, hey, you behave badly. And not just you behave badly, but you set a bad example for who Christ is.
0: Yes, absolutely. That
1: changes my heart Yeah. in the issue. And
0: it it changes your way of thinking in general because, it, like like you just said, it's, it's the difference between how a non-Christian versus a Christian will approach you about mm-hmm. an issue. I mean, I have friends that are non-Christians. I mean, like I said, I don't judge books by their cover. Like, you know, I just, you've really got to mediate how you let these, one, how you let certain people into your lives. And two, you can't control what people think. You cannot save somebody who does not want to be saved. But am I going to ostracize you out of my life in Mm. general just because you're not a Christian? No, but I can hope, only hope and pray. That the example that I set moving forward in any type of friendship that we have Hmm. is enough to change your mind
1: about it at some point. At least leave that door open.
0: Yeah. But I feel you totally. Like, if somebody approaches me and just says, well, you really embarrassed me, and that's like, you were acting like an idiot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Versus somebody that says, you know, you really weren't setting a good example one for anybody around you, or any, and just the example, the fact that they will use the word you're setting an example, example already shows that there is a different way of thinking. You're concerned about how you're presenting yourself to other people on a bigger basis here. You've really got to be a light to these people kind of thing, and I totally get where you're from.
1: Well, Vashti, I am very grateful for you. Um, You really came in clutch for me, especially today. <laughs> Guys, you have no like idea. Central.
0: If I'm in a bind, I know I would want help too. Exactly. I had the time. I had I was like, hey, just give me time to cook dinner, and then we can do this. Like, exactly. that's literally it.
1: One, I appreciate you dropping, like, your evening and allowing me to come over and Shh. us do this. And then I also just appreciate you as a person. Like, I feel like, I, I was telling Daniel, I was like, I, I feel like I've been really gripey sometimes when I when I meet you. But I feel Girl, so much no. better afterwards.
0: I feel you. It's just because you were like, we we're each other's like ventees. Yes. Hey, you're the venting person for me. Like, I need a bucket of ice cream and we just need to sit and chill and yes. talk.
1: Yes. Speaking right? of ice cream afterwards, I brought the ice cream cone. Woo! Let's do this. <laughs> so, guys. We're
0: oh, about to go get drunk off of ice cream. Yes.
1: So excited. So, we're thankful for Vashi. And, guys, thank you for coming to the podcast every Friday at three. We hope that you've enjoyed this friend series. We have two more episodes in this series. And then we have our finale. We thank you for following the podcast and hope that you have a good Friday. Take care and have a good night. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Therapy with Millennials. To keep up to date on our episodes, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Come follow us on Instagram at Therapy with Millennials or Twitter at T with Millennial, no S.
1: Have any suggestions for the show or want to get in contact with us? email us at teawithmillennials at gmail.com We can't wait to hear from you!